0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to Calvary Live. So blessed that you have joined us for today's program. I am your host for the next hour. My name is Jeff Figs. I have the privilege of pastoring Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I am ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the opening of this show, the number to call to be on the air and its six nine o three thousand. so grab one of those open lines, grab it early. I pray that you're having a blessed afternoon, a, a blessed day today. We want to be a blessing to you as we continue on, um, and I pray that you would consider calling in, asking questions perhaps that your Bible reading has brought up, uh, maybe questions about Christian living or our worldview on certain things that we see going on around us so give me a call 303-690-3000 and as most of you know there is a means for you to text in a question or a prayer request and that is at 720-336-0897 and we are here to minister to you to take you to the Word of God to bring clarity and understanding as best I can uh, to answer your questions and uh, it's good to ask questions it blesses me so much I just want you to know that uh doing this for uh, um on tuesday afternoons and then sometimes some other times that i get to fill in but uh just the the you know hear people how they're studying the word of god how they got questions the learning and it's so needed today be in the word of god be be a workman who need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth is some of the last words that paul would write that we have in the new testament he wrote that to timothy and and so we want to encourage you in that 3036903000 is the number to call so you can ask questions or if you got prayer requests and we live in a day and age uh, where I know that most of us we need prayer don't we uh, I was thinking about uh, in reading on Psalm 40 uh, that Psalm of David he writes that Psalm when he's going through a very difficult time and he cries out to the Lord he talks about being in a horrible pit and And how the Lord had established his steps and put a new song in his mouth but as he goes through the the psalm here as you read it you see that he went through um, some difficult things people coming against him and his enemies surrounded him and trying to destroy his life and of course David as we read his life in first and second Samuel he went through those times And at the end of the psalm, uh, he would write this in verse 16 and 17, Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God. And David, he finishes by putting his heart and his mind on the Lord um, and he says that, um, let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. And I know that that's a real key for us as we go through trials and tribulations and go through hurts and we go through the challenges of life that we magnify the Lord. For for me, my tendency can be at times that I get overwhelmed just as David was and, um, and I begin to magnify the problem or uh, the situation rather than turning it and magnifying the Lord, and knowing that um, I'm poor, I am needy, he understands that, and Lord, I come to you, and you think upon me, and you're my help, you're my deliverer, you're my salvation, you're everything that I need, and I can... Come to you and cry out to you, and maybe you're going through some difficulties. We'd love to pray for you and with you. Maybe you're going through some trials or loss or maybe some hurt of some sort. Maybe you're going through trials because you're a Christian, and and certainly we can feel that. It's interesting that in Psalm 40 that David he writes that um, how uh, he was one that declared the righteousness of the Lord. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness. In the Great Assembly. Indeed, I do not restrain my lips, O Lord. You yourself know. I have not hidden your righteousness with my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the Great Assembly. And I love that. And as uh, perhaps you're standing for righteousness and you're proclaiming the good news of righteousness to others, being a light to them, we can be persecuted even as uh, Paul would write to Timothy that those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Maybe it's perhaps a family coming against you or, or maybe relationships have been severed and they have been, you know, strained. And uh, we want to pray for you. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Love to talk with you. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners uh, all along the Front Range in Colorado and Southern Wyoming. And I also want to welcome all of you on the East Coast listening to Truth FM and Hope FM. You're a week delayed, but you can call at that number too, 303-690-3000. And you'll be on the air, and then you'll be able to listen to the conversation next week uh as it will air then. Uh texting. Uh you can do that at seven two zero three three six O eight nine seven. But let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to Kathy in Loveland. Kathy. Hi. Yeah. Hi How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you, Kathy?
3: I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, um yeah, I have a prayer request. Um I was wondering too if you guys have um Radio station. I love Grace FM. Listen to it every day on the radio. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping, um, since we will be moving up to Idaho on Friday, I thought, oh, okay. wouldn't it be nice if I could still listen to you guys?
0: <laughs> well, you can. We you can always get us online um, if you have a computer. You just uh, go to to Grace FM Colorado, and you can listen live. If you have a smartphone, um, if you you know, have, um, you know, an iPad or something. You can download the app and you can listen to it. Um, and I would encourage people because we get people that call from all over the, the country that are listening, you know, online or they're listening from the app. And I know I certainly have it. So you can do it that way. Where in Idaho do you mind uh, saying where you're moving to?
3: Well, uh, we're just headed up to Haley, Idaho, where my daughter and son and grandson live. Um, we just closed on our house just this afternoon. Uh, and, um, and so that's where we're heading. But my uh, hope is that uh, God will will provide for us a, a home in Emmett, Idaho. I just love that little so community. It's small. It's not where, like the where? front range. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Where Where is that? Is it in southern Idaho? or Yeah. yeah. The in, southwest
3: part.
0: The southwest part. Okay. All right. Yeah, Idaho's beautiful. I got a, a brother-in-law who pastors a Calvary Chapel up in, in way up north, Coeur d'Alene, which is probably about 400 miles north of there. But there is some good Christian radio there as well, I believe, out of Twin Falls, uh, Boise. Oh, so you might— check on that, too, as you go. That's why I was asking, Kathy. So, um, but yeah, get the app, uh, download. I love Grace FM. Um, I'm sure that you listening to it, you can take it with you. That's the wonderful thing. You can take it with you anywhere in the world, as long as you can get it online, and um, and you should be able to do that.
3: Uh, yeah, that I will be doing that, definitely. And it turns out my church, which is Grace Place and Birth, and, um, it's got... Mm-hmm. Their services are live now on Sunday mornings. And uh, I'm just going to miss my church, going to miss the radio, yeah. going to miss my yeah. church family, my women's group. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. hard. But
0: until we yeah. find
3: a house, it's like, ah, uh, it's kind of scary. But I I just trust Jeremiah 29
1: 11. I just keep saying no I know my thoughts
0: towards you, says the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And oh, he absolutely. is your future and hope. Hey, Kathy, can I pray for you?
3: Would you please, thanks, Pastor yeah. Jeff.
0: Father, I pray for Kathy. she's going to be leaving here, Loveland, and her church in Berthet, and and um, it just warns me to know that she belonged to a church that just blessed her and she was a part of, and and um, it becomes family. And and so, Lord, I pray that you would guide her um, and that you would direct her and. Um, as they look for a home. uh, I pray that you would um, just be with them and provide for them every way and that they would find a fellowship that they can be a part of and be blessed and uh, be a part of the community. And and so, Lord, uh, may you just give them a peace that rules in their hearts and and provide in every way. Show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name,
3: amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff, and God bless you for all you do on the radio. It's just
0: thank amazing. You. It's, it's a yeah. It's it's a privilege. So God bless you. You head to Idaho.
3: Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: bye bye. You. Thank Thank you for calling. You know, it's so important to be in church um, and to uh, be in fellowship with others, and um, so we got a text question. We'll get to it in just a little bit, kind of concerning that very thing. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and go to Loretta in Denver. She, Loretta? Hi. How are you, Loretta?
3: I am good. I am good. Heading to my second job.
0: Oh, you're busy.
3: Yes, yes. But my, I called because um, I'm concerned because I'm going to have to quit one of the jobs at the beginning of the year. And I'm quitting the night job, and I put all my bills together, and I'm not going to have enough money to pay all the bills. And I keep saying, I give it to the Lord, but it keeps coming in my head, and I keep saying, no, it's for Mm -hmm. Him to take care of me, to help me, to lead me in the right direction. But it just keeps coming at me, and I'm overwhelmed with it, and I just need peace with it.
0: Yeah, and it can be overwhelming. And I want to give you a verse, maybe you're familiar with it, Because we can get um, so anxious when it comes to finances, to our health, uh, certain situations and stuff. And he promises that he'll supply all your needs in Christ Jesus. And um, as you just look to him and trust in him, and that's hard when you have two jobs and and, um, trying to make ends meet. And it seems like even living here in Colorado gets more expensive. But I want to give you from the book of Philippians. Um, you're probably familiar with it in chapter 4. Uh, um, and let me pull it up to you because I want to give it to you um, what it says. Paul is in, he's in jail. He's uh, writing in the prison epistle. And um, he doesn't know what's going to happen to him, how God's going to provide for him. And he says this, that, um, that rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. This is chapter 4 of Philippians. And he goes on and he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you, you know, pray about everything with thanksgiving, give it to the Lord, just like you said, and you are asking for that peace. And he promises as you do this, that he'll give you a peace that passes Understanding and so, Father, I pray for Loretta. I just pray that you would bless her, provide for her. She's seeking uh, a job, uh, uh, or uh, she has to give up a job, she's working two jobs right now. But Lord, that you would supply her needs, that she'd be able to pay her bills, that she would have a peace about it as she comes to you. She doesn't have to be anxious, um, fretting, but in everything, just give this supplication, this request to you with thanksgiving, Lord, because she belongs to you. You promise that you'll supply all her needs in Christ Jesus. Uh, We know that you're the one that's able to do that, and I pray that you would do that for Loretta, and that you would provide for her in every way. Um, Give her the strength to keep working, and um, just, uh, just show yourself strong for her, Lord, in this area, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
3: Amen. Thank you so much.
0: Be praying for you Loretta thank you you're welcome bye 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 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the air we have some open lines so grab one of those open lines let me give you that text number again 720-336-0897 and you're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado Ah, uh, we had our first snow on Sunday, seven inches here in Greeley on Sunday morning, but we still had church doors were open, people came, and if you missed the teaching, you're up in this area, you can catch the teaching we taught on Romans 1, uh, the theme of Romans, uh, the gospel of Christ, and so just a wonderful teaching and encouragement, so check it out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, but we're going to continue with the phone lines. Let's go to James in Virginia. James?
1: Thank you. Hi, sir. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm um, great. Thank you for taking my call, sir.
0: So are you listening on Truth FM? Um,
1: <clears throat> I believe so, yes, sir. I believe it's Truth FM. Yes, You sir. know,
0: you're the, you're the first caller that I've gotten from Truth FM, and I am so thankful that you called. I, I appreciate it.
1: Oh, well, that's good, good, good news. Good news. Thank <laughs> you. I'm glad to be the
0: first for something. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for me?
1: Well, I tell you, I'm 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 in, taking some classes in school, and we were studying some Greek uh, like literature back in the times of like uh, Aristotle and some other mm-hmm. uh, uh, writers, and I just noticed that some of the writings seem to have a a Hebrew, a Jewish, a biblical kind of like uh, tone to it, and I just was wondering, my question is really it has has do you think that the like the torah and and uh early jewish writings and teachings may have played an influence in some of the greek uh theaters and plays
0: well that's that's a good question and i know that i don't know if i can answer it satisfactorily, or you know uh, my best guess of what i have read and what i have you know just studying the scriptures myself is that you know the Greeks really boasted in their in their wisdom matter of fact um, I was just talking about how um, we're studying Romans chapter 1 and Paul when he talks about giving the gospel he says I'm ready to go to Rome to teach the the gospel to give the gospel he says I'm a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians both to wise to unwise and he, he doesn't use that word barbarian as a derogatory term, it was all those who were non-Greeks. And so the Greeks really boasted in their wisdom, sophistication. Um, That's why Paul, when you read the book of Acts, and I think this may be a clue for you, um, Mm -hmm. James, that Mm -hmm. when he went to Mars Hill to the philosophers there, the Greek philosophers uh, there in Athens, they would stand around thinking of something new, um, even how they presented it, how they spoke, their oratory skills was very important. And when Paul went to them, he he said um, that, I want to talk to you about the unknown God. They had all these altars of, of something like 3,000 of them all around Athens to different gods. And he was troubled in his heart, Paul was. So he says, I want to tell you about the true and the living God. And what he does is when he speaks to them, he speaks to them, on the basis of, they don't know the law. They don't know the Hebrew law. Um, mm-hmm. They don't know the Old Testament scriptures at all. So I don't know how much of the the Hebrew uh, language or the Hebrew law really affected the Greeks. Uh, he goes to them and he starts talking in terms of, you know, uh, nature and science, and he even quotes from their poets. And this one. Uh, who rose from the grave. He doesn't even mention the name Jesus, um, mm-hmm. and and yet many of them uh, mocked him. So he approached it a lot different. So in that, it seems like to me that there, there wasn't a whole lot of influence to the Greeks concerning Hebrews. Now, with that said, there were the Hellenistic Jew, Jews who were Greek Jews, and they were in Jerusalem. So uh, maybe there's some influence to them. Um, they kind of held the Greek culture. They weren't the Hebrew J- Jews, but mm-hmm. um, that's as best as the answer I can give to you, James. And well, um, but it's a good uh, question.
1: And and, and you're given me some good information that I can begin to at least start to research. This is great. This is great. This is great. Uh,
0: yeah, wow. and it, it really shows how the Greek language really took over. You know, the the Bible was written in three languages, Hebrew in the Old Testament, Greek uh, in the New Testament, and then some Aramaic that's in, intertwined a little bit, uh, but the Greek culture just really influenced the known world, even into the Roman Empire, um, so much, and so the Hebrew um, influence on Greek literature, if I had to guess, was very little, uh, very little. not much yes, at sir. all. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that that helps you out or gives you kind of a, a starting point.
1: Well, it does, and, and and I tell you if you if you want some interesting reading to see my point, it's uh, I I don't know if I can pronounce it correctly. Called uh, Oedipus oh, uh, Rex. Uh, uh-huh. you know what I'm talking? You you know I can't pronounce yeah. it correctly. Okay. Uh, it's a uh, Sigma Fraud based a whole lot about it about the mother, son, father relationship, uh Rex mm-hmm. or Oedipus simplex yeah. or
0: Yeah. Well uh, I'll I'll tell you what. You, you can keep looking at it, but man Keep in your Bible, James. Keep in your Bible, oh, no. because it, This is, it is definitely, truth. you would
1: be surprised yeah. the overtones in that poem. It's yeah. so much that looks as though it came straight from Scripture.
0: Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate your call uh, from okay. Virginia. So I appreciate you listening to, to Grace FM, and that we get to be a part of uh, your guys' lives uh, there on the East Coast. So what a blessing. Thanks for calling.
1: Well, oh, thank you as well. Have a good day.
0: You too, James. All right, that's the first call I've gotten from from uh, those out on Truth FM. Uh, we get calls from. I've gotten plenty from Hope FM, but Truth FM in Virginia, I believe it's North Carolina, and Kentucky. So you guys keep calling in. What a blessing it is! And thank you, James, for calling in, even though you're a week delay. Let's go to line two. Speaking of Hope FM on the East Coast, let's go to Jerry in Pennsylvania. Jerry? Jerry? Jerry from Pennsylvania? All right. He had a question. Hope Jerry um, can call back. Uh, We'll see if we can get him back or whatever, or if he drops. So, hey, um, we lost him. Sometimes that happens, calling from the East Coast. So again, love to hear from you guys, from Hope FM, Truth FM on the East Coast, and uh, all you guys along the Front Range in Colorado and Southern Wyoming, give me a call. We now have open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to call, and we also have that text line that you can call as well, and and that is 720-336-0897. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley, and i uh, love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Uh, we were talking earlier about, um, got a call from, um, from uh, Kathy in Loveland, how she's moving to uh, Idaho, and she just really appreciated her church uh, there in Berthoud, and uh, how she's going to miss her church. And it, it um, kind of goes along a little bit with um, a text message that came in at the beginning of the show. I want to read to you and just encourage you in this. But the text question is this. My husband tells me that it's not important to God to be in church. What do you think, Pastor? And um, it's a question that gets uh, asked uh, more times than not, actually in this day and age in which we're living in, is because there's so much that's going on in our culture. There's all kinds of activities and things that take place uh, during the weekends. Uh, People have to work sometimes during the weekends as well. We live in a culture and a society that seems like it's... um, Always going, things are always open, uh, always working, um, and, and people have to work weekends and stuff. And, um, but, um, you know, sometimes it's just the cares of life or all the things that are taking a pl- uh, place um, here uh, with our busy lives and activities that we're involved in that we um, really don't make it a priority to be in church. And God in His Word declares to us that being in church is very important to Him. Matter of fact, it's a commandment that's given to us uh, from Hebrews chapter ten, and I'll read it to you. That um, that uh, in verse twenty five, uh, as I'm going to start in verse twenty four, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. As the matter of some, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. And in those two verses, there it, it tells us that um, the commandment is giving. it's not a suggestion that we are to uh, assemble together. Don't forsake the assembly together. Um, and there's good reasons for us to do that. Number one, to, to consider one another. Um, that we can develop those relationships, even as Kathy was talking about how she's going to miss the people there at her church. And it, it's, it is a blessing. We've had some people uh, move from this fellowship, and they'll write us a card. They'll email. They'll call and say, oh, we just miss the church so much, the relationships that we have developed and, and that we made. And uh, that is a very special thing. And I just want to encourage you Christians— that we have the privilege to have fellowship with one another, and it is a, a tremendous blessing. So it's important for us to belong to a group of believers and to, um, to be a part of that, so we can uh, consider one another and to stir up love and good works. You know, just to encourage each other and pray for one another, and that's important as well uh, because we need that today. The the world around us beats us up drags us down, you know, um, and uh, it's a wonderful thing to be able to come into a place uh, where you're with other believers and where you have the opportunity um, to be encouraged. Uh, We know that Ephesians chapter 4 talks about that, um, you know, the spiritual gifts, and he gave some to be pastors and teachers for the um, edifying of the saints, for equipping of the saints, uh, and for the uh, building up as well let me read it to you for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying the body of christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of god there's a reason for us to come to be equipped uh for the and to we have opportunity to edify one another in the body of christ and for the work of the ministry god wants to use you to use your gifts as well and we are to exhort one another so much more that we see the day approaching, and that is the Lord's going to return. So I hope and pray that, um, that uh, if you're there, because I talk to a lot of Christians that, well, we're busy. We don't belong to church. And um, it's great that you listen to Grace FM um, or Truth FM or Hope FM. You're getting fed. I want to encourage you to do that. But, To be in fellowship with the church is important to the Lord. Don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together. As the matter of some is what Hebrews says. Uh, So much more as you see the day approaching, and and we do see it approaching. Stir up love and good works is what we're to do. Uh, Edifying one another, building each other up, and then being equipped as well so we can go out into this world um, that uh, is um, just, you know, um, very, very hard and very very difficult so um, hey let's go to Dalton in Fort Collins Dalton Hello, Hello. How are how are you Dalton? you're on Calvary live
4: I'm doing well. How are you
0: I'm doing good. Hey Dalton in about 60 seconds we're going you're going to hear the music and we're going to go to a break so we'll stop we'll have the break and then we'll pick it up again our conversation okay
4: Okay, sound good.
0: Okay, what can um, we do for you?
4: Well, I have a question. You were talking about the church not too long ago, uh, or just right. a minute ago, and I don't. Uh, I kind of struggle to go to work. Or I'm sorry, to church consistently uh, on Sundays, um, and a lot of that is due to the reason of I believe the Bible says that the. Uh, church is not a building, it's a, a body of believers. Um, right. I, I do right. Uh, see the importance of going to a Sunday service.
0: Okay, hold to... that, Dalton, okay. hold that thought, okay? okay. And I, I appreciate it. And then when we come back in about 90 seconds, we'll pick it back up, okay? So hang on. Okay. You're listening to Calvary Live. We'll be right back on the other side of the break.
4: Welcome back
0: to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard those numbers, how you can be a part of uh, the show, Calvary Live. We're in the second half. My name is Jeff Fix. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. So welcome back, and we were on the phone line with Dalton from Fort Collins. Dalton, you still with us? Yes. Hey, thanks for calling in. And go ahead. You were talking about uh, it's difficult for you to be in church on Sunday, and I'm going to let you kind of take it from there.
4: Okay. Um, it's uh, it's just more so on the, the basis of, uh, I believe, that the church is a body of believers um, and not a building. Um, and as I was saying before, is, uh I see the importance of going to church on Sundays or like any other service during the week um, is to kind of learn more about the Bible and uh, to worship. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of find myself struggling to consistently go there all the time. Um, but I, right. do, I do try to meet uh, with, you know, Christian friends and everything as much as possible outside of church right. because I do believe in the, the body of believers type thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's good. And I think um you know, here's the thing, there are people that work um you know on, on weekends, you know, um because we live in a culture that um some people can some pastors can make people feel guilty because they do have to work or um you know, things get busy. You're very right in the church is not a building. It's it's the body of believers. And um, I, I think that there's so much blessing and benefit when we are with believers. Like you said, that you get with friends. Where two or three are together, uh, Jesus said, I'm in the midst. That's the church. For some people, it may be a home church. Um, for some people, it, you know, we have a Wednesday night service. Uh, it may be a men's study. It may be other times. Uh, but I think it is important for us to be with other Christians, um, to be together for the edifying of the body of Christ um, and to hear the word of God. And um, whether that's Sunday morning, Sunday nights, whether that's Wednesday nights here, we have Monday nights, we have something going on Tuesday night, Thursday nights, we have Friday nights, we have just about every night. And uh, but uh, some people, it, it we need that because people are working and and yet what is nice. Uh, dalton it kind of also brings up another issue some people can't get out we have people that are shut-ins we have people that um, can't get to church and it's so nice for them to get online to do live stream and to be a part of it and be there in spirit and that's a tremendous blessing with the technology that we have today and uh and i just want to encourage people as much as you can um, to you know, be listening and, you know, belong to a church where you can be edified or a group of believers or a home church and you'll be blessed and benefited in every way.
4: Okay. Yeah, I guess uh okay. just one of the biggest struggles I think or reasons why I don't necessarily go to church on Sundays and it's not because of work or anything like that. Um, I guess in the winter time I, I tend to I snowboard on the weekends and Sundays are usually when I go but Normally, yeah. I'm usually, I'm off on the weekend. Um,
0: yeah. so I don't really yeah. have the,
4: the best excuse not to go to church, but... Um,
0: <laughs> the snow is here, right? So More
4: so, um, yeah. I just uh, have a hard time finding a church that, I guess, speaks to me in sorts, um, yeah. or teaches the way I, I want it to, or so, I, I guess, I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's just and something I struggle
4: with to go consistently. Yeah.
0: Well, I'd love to to pray for you because I I believe that the Lord has a place for you and where you feel fed, where you're getting taught, uh, perhaps that you can go to during the week or whatever the case may be. Um, So, Father, I just pray for Dalton. I just pray that you'd help him as he calls and and, um, that you love him. And uh, it's a commandment given not to forsake the assembly. But, Lord, I just pray that uh, as he gets with other Christian Mm -hmm. friends, um, as he, he does make it to church, that, Lord, that you would just help him to see the benefit and the blessing of continuing to do that, and that he would find a church that he uh, could be excited about. I pray that you would bless him and encourage him in that, and, um, Lord, um, in the struggles that we can have, um, and sometimes we have struggles in just being with crowds and things like that, um, Lord, just just help us through it. Help Dalton. Thank you for his call and his love for you in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Thanks, Dalton. Appreciate your thoughts. Thank you. Appreciate you it. Abs- absolutely. Hey, we got open lines now. 303-690-3000. So maybe you've been wanting to call for a while. This is an opportunity for you to call in because we have open lines. Usually once we get going, we get going and and it gets very, very busy and and uh, so we do have that opportunity. Also, uh, I just got one text question in, uh, and we'll go to it, seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. So I know you're out there. Love for you to be a part. This is really your show. Um, this is um, not my show. This is your show. Uh, without you texting in questions or giving prayer requests or calling in, we don't have a show. But there is a text question that came in. Uh, that says, my uh, 19-year-old son is having uh, a Christian friend do a ritual from King Solomon's white magic to help him. I've told him there's no such thing, and that's dangerous, and as true Christians, all I have to do is pray, and uh, there's no name on it, but as you text that in, um, that is uh, so true that we as Christians, um, there's a difference, I guess, between... Um, white magic and and uh, black magic they call it uh black magic has more to do uh with calling up that which is evil uh, demons things like that um, White magic is sometimes described as good magic uh as opposed to the black magic and um and uh and so white magic is has perhaps uh those ties to what 's Wicca. Worship a creation rather than the Creator. Um, matter of fact, we're going to be looking at that in Romans chapter one, this very Sunday that that Paul talks about. That uh, the creation around us testifies that there is a Creator, but what has happened is is that um, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhood. So that they are without excuse, and because they uh, although they knew God they did not glorify him and nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, their foolish hearts were darkened and changed the glory of the incorruptible God to the image made like corruptible man birds four footed animals, and creepy things. so Paul talks about that in Romans chapter one. the creation around us testify that there is a creator that he is um, powerful uh, in in you know creating this world and he is wise. so um, you know wicked comes along rather than as they suppress the truth they they say well we're going to um, you know uh, worship creation rather than the creator and that's that's what white magic is kind of about and they often appeal to mother earth angels other things like that Um, so uh, the bible says that we're to stay away from those things uh, throughout scriptures, all forms of wit- witchcraft or violations of God's law and condemned. Uh, some of the chapters that you can read: Deuteronomy chapter eighteen, verses ten through sixteen; Leviticus chapter nineteen, verse twenty-six; uh, also verse thirty-one; uh, Leviticus chapter twenty, verse twenty-seven; Acts chapter thirteen, eight through ten. And so, we're to stay away from that, and we're go- to go to the Creator, uh, the True and the Living God and to look to him for everything." So uh, th- hopefully that answers that text question. Um, don't get involved in magic. Don't get involved in those kinds of things. Um, you know, Ouija boards. Uh, Christians should have nothing to do with the cultic kinds of practices. Um, and what happened in the Old Testament is that the children of Israel began to dabble in those things. They began to get involved in in occultic practices, um, you know, uh, uh, and um, they began to get involved in in, uh, those kinds of practices, uh, worshiping uh, the creation rather than the creator. They got away from uh, the truth of God and they mixed in, um, you know, Judaism with their false worship and, and their occultic practices. And and it sounds like a little bit, you know, I'm going to bring up King Solomon's white magic, trying to bring in a little bit of Christianity or, you know, the Old Testament in with uh, occultic practices. We are to do away with all those things and not have anything to do uh, with that at all. So um, hopefully that answers. Encourage them. The Word of God is what we have, folks. Go to the Word of God. Trust in the Lord. Look to Him. Uh, we worship Him alone. And we give him the honor and the glory and one of the lessons um on wednesday nights we're going through the book of isaiah is that the lord is pleading with judah he's pleading with them um to um you know turn back to him you've turned to the idols and one of the things that the Lord says is, I'm the creator who stretched out the heavens and made the earth. And I am God. There is no other. I declare the end from the beginning. I'm the one that has redeemed you. I'm the one that has saved you. I love you. And I created you for my glory and for my purposes. So um, so we want to uh, just uh, en- encourage all to stick to the scriptures and stay away from those kinds of things. Well. the number to call. Let's go to uh, line one to RE in Baltimore. RE?
2: Yes, this is RE.
0: How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Thanks for calling.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: You bet. What can we do for you?
2: Well, I was listening to your program, I guess, that aired last week, and Uh it was talking about baptism for salvation, and if you're open to it, I'd like to have just a little bit of discussion on that, Um, not really as far as whether or not it's good for salvation, but just kind of to give it more of the cultural, Jewish, maybe even some Old Testament perspective on why would... Why would you have baptism in the first place? And you know, Jesus being a Jew, the apostles being a Jew, the you know even Paul um, being a Jew. What? Why would they even do that? And what maybe the benefits there are to to doing that? Not in terms of salvation, but how this kind of um, goes hand in hand with salvation in a way of you know walking out our salvation in fear and trembling. So I just wondered right. if you were to open to talking
0: about some of well, that. Well, we can. Uh, you know, we got a limited amount of time here sure. on the radio, so it okay. sounds like you want to really get into a discussion. Let me kind of, um, you know, because it was last week and you're hearing it now, uh, what we were discussing is there are those who say that you have to be baptized in order to be saved, and baptism is an important part of a believer's life because the lord tells us to be baptized but it it is um the believer that is identifying with christ um as you probably heard the comments and mm-hmm. um it is um you know a proclamation that i am a believer um i i think what happens is there are those who believe that they have to be baptized or teach it In order for salvation to come now what I understand about in the Old Testament the Jews that they um, when they would baptize is when there was conversion am I right on that
2: yes Um, also whenever you had some sort of impurity um, whether it's a bodily fluid you touched a dead body if you were going to go to the temple or the tabernacle um, that there would be a, a ritual cleansing. Now, this isn't like washing with soap or anything. It's it's more of a, a, you know, a a spiritual um, thing. And And, just to give you some context, uh, I I am a um, Messianic Jew, so I do believe in the Old Testament and practicing some of the um, Old Testament holidays, but it's not for salvation. It's just because these are God's appointed times, and it's just right. part of this is what Jesus did. this is what the apostles did, so just to give you
0: some context hey hey Ari, didn't they mm-hmm. do um because you know going to Jerusalem um and you know when we go on our study tours that they, they um they're at the temple Mount area, I don't know if you've ever been there, mm-hmm. yeah, um, but they they excavated some of those um the ritual baths and right and didn't and then they before uh passover uh before you gave your um sacrifice or um that you would go through that ritual cleansing that you're talking about mm-hmm.
2: yes yes Just, anytime yeah. you went up to the temple which was typically three times a year for for males and that was at passover it was at um pentecost or the feast of weeks and then at feast of tabernacles in the fall so uh-huh. um in the, the what one comment I was trying I was going to make is that <clears throat> because you have this like conversion um and this almost like change of status from like unclean to clean or from mm-hmm. being of the the world so to speak, or of the nations which were pagan, not following God to following God, you know that you you go through this this mm-hmm. baptism or mikveh or cleansing um it's just it it's just a kind of complete that um, that process. And so it, it just would have made sense in the day that, okay, now you have made this change spiritually, uh, you know, in your heart and you are like a new creation. And so it's like, let's get these right. people baptized, you know, even when we had Gentiles who were coming in, it was like, okay, they're, they believe, you know, there's salvation there. There's, you know, there might even be, you know, speaking of, of tongues or the spirit, there, let's get these people baptized. It was just kind of a natural right. thing, and I do think right. that there there are many benefits, you know, to people even today going through baptism, but again, it's not required right. for salvation, but yeah. again, yeah. it goes hand in hand with it.
0: Yeah, I, it is, and you know, the Lord's commanded us um, to do that, to be baptized. I think it's important, because we're identifying with Christ. It's kind of that symbolism going under the water, that the old man, the old woman is dead, and then coming out of the water, yeah. that 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 you know, my sins are forgiven. That that newness of life, I identify with Christ, yeah. which is different than when John the Baptist was baptizing, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would I would say that when Jesus came, he brought it to a new level. Like, okay, it's like the kingdom of God is at hand, is what he preached. And prepare yourselves, repent. And that's still the same process that we go through with Jesus, right. it's just brought to completion. And that's exactly right. what he said that he would do, is I've not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, to complete it. You know, right. and I think that, that when, you, when you tie those Old Testament um, commandments, the, just the, those things, with Jesus' blood, His death and resurrection, it just brings a newness and a completeness mm-hmm. and a fullness
0: to it, um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful picture, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it is great, super. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, um, but I appreciate your thoughts, Ari. I appreciate you calling in and sharing those things. And I know that we could talk a whole lot more about it. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: You bet. All right. Three o three six nine o three thousand baptism. Interesting conversation we had last week and it's a wonderful picture of that newness of life as we identify with Christ and uh, it's wonderful we love to do baptisms here as people make decisions for Jesus and and um, and it's important for a believer to come out to the water I believe but it is not necessary uh, for salvation it's a declaration that I am saved. well let's move on let's go to Ron in Denver and R- Ron. Ron, you still with us? Ron from Denver. I think we lost him. Okay. Ron, if you get a chance to call back, I'd love to hear from you. Hey, we got open lines now. We still got 10 minutes left in the show, so I'd love for you to grab one of those open lines, ask me a question. Maybe you've been wanting to do that, and we can talk about the things of the Lord, and uh, we can um, just continue to do those things um, talking about the things of the Lord, the Word of God, uh, whether it's baptism, whether it's about any other subject that comes along. So you know, every show takes on kind of a theme, and um, today's theme's been you know about uh, the Christian being in fellowship, um, y- you know, and being with other believers. And I just again want to encourage all of you to do that, um, to to be with other believers. We need that so much because we can be in the world and it weighs us down. It it weighs us down. It. Um, we need to wash ourselves with the water of the word, to be with other believers, um, and to belong to a church that, that really is teaching the word of God. Um, and, uh, you know, Christian radio is great. Whether you're listening on Truth or Hope FM or Grace FM here in Colorado, this radio station is a tremendous blessing to so many here in Colorado and Wyoming. And uh, we want to keep praying for this program as we answer questions. We want to pray uh, for um, the radio station in Calvary Aurora that, um, you know, is, this is the outreach ministry of them. And I love this radio station because it's not this great big corporation. It's, you know, a, a church that I love so much in Calvary Aurora that is running this radio station. And, and, um, and so uh, we're thankful. So keep supporting. It is very necessary, very good. Uh, But being in fellowship is is something that the Lord desires for us uh, to do and be a part of. So, um, you know, find a church, group of believers that you can meet with, have Bible study to pray for one another. um, So much more as you see the day approaching. So um, love to have you call in. We still got some time. um, And let's go to, as Nick has called from Littleton. Nick. Hi, Pastor. How are you?
4: Great. How about yourself?
0: I'm good. You got a question for me?
4: Yeah. Um, I sort of, I had a question. Um, what, what is a Christian or pastor's response to dinosaurs and like woolly mammoths or ancient animals? Sort of where are those in the Bible? Um, and what happened to them?
0: Well, I believe that obviously they're, 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 they were around because the fossil record, um, you know, declares that very clearly. Um, I think that they were around before the flood. Um, There was a firmament in Genesis chapter 1 that surrounded the earth. It was a water canopy, and it seems to show us that the world was in this kind of like tropical kind of climate all over the place. They found, um, you know, woolly mammoth with vegetation in its mouth up in the North Pole or near the North Pole, up into... Uh, the Arctic Circle, which is very fascinating because what that tells me is that something happened very quickly um, the fine vegetation in its mouth um, they found uh, tropical fossils of plants in the Sierra desert in the Antarctica, so I believe that that the earth was you know a different climate man lived to be as you read in the Bible's Adam and and um, all those before. Uh, you know, Noah came on the scene. They lived to be 700, 800, 900 years old. Um, I, th- I think what the oldest perhaps was 800 and something, but they lived a long time. So um, definitely, definitely different um, climate. And then when the flood happened, as you read about the flood, um, that the waters came up. People argue, well, oh, there, there wasn't dinosaurs uh, on the ark. They couldn't taken these big dinosaurs, well, they could have taken small dinosaurs, you know, and young ones. And um, so when the waters came up um, and the water came down from a firmament, maybe uh, the Earth rotated on its axis, now we have a different climate, and the dinosaurs and the others were not able to survive. So that's my take on it, but I'm going to give you a real good source, Nick. I don't know if you know, Answers in Genesis. Have you ever heard of them? Uh, No, I haven't. Write (laughs) write it down. they got a website. And they they even got a creation museum. But Answers in Genesis, Dr. Ken Ham oversees that ministry. Matter of fact, he was just at Calvary Aurora just a couple of months ago um, that was um, doing their services and having a seminar as well. But it will, in detail tell you all about that what happened to the dinosaurs um all those answers that you're looking for but um there's a lot of christians that believe that you know even churches that have denied the first 11 chapters of genesis that it's just myth um and all of this but uh you know there's a lot of good science that fits into creation story and um and again we don't have to assassinate our brains um when we are Christians, God created the heavens and the earth six days, he looked at it, it was good, then sin came in, it was a fallen world, but this world was a lot different before the flood.
4: Absolutely, absolutely, you know, uh, that was sort of a question that was posed to me by a, a non-Christian friend of mine, um, and so I I wasn't yeah. 100% sure what to what to tell him, you know, for me it's all based on faith. If I don't have all the answers, that's all right, but, uh, you know, he was looking for some, and I'm hoping
0: to give him some. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, read up on answers in Genesis. It, you know, I I think we as Christians said, what I'd like to see exactly what you're hitting on, Nick, is, you know, we may not know, we're not scientists, but we can read up on it, we can give them good answers. We don't have to just kind of fold and say, well, I accept evolution, the evolutionary processes and all of this and the creation story is just, you know, that a story. Hey, um, you know, the creation science is good science and um and as you read these articles, the worldwide flood really answers a lot of questions. And um you, you know, and so read up on it and you're able to give some very intelligent answers to people And, you know, I went to CSU um, in a science field and I remember, you know, all the evolution I got in, in, you know, the science classes and the biology classes, ecology classes, you know, uh, all these different things. And I kept thinking, you know, the complexity and the diversity of all the ecosystems and life as we know it, there had to be a designer. There had to be a designer. And as I read from Romans 1 earlier in the show... That his invisible attributes are seen in creation that testifies that there is a God, that no one's without excuse. And I also believe, Nick, that more scientists are looking at um, that we got to look at things a little bit different um, when you look at the complexity and diversity of life. Um, You know, I just pulled up an article about the hummingbird Um, amazing, the hummingbird. Uh, how it flaps its wings two hundred times a minute um, to be able to to be still and then hover and and do ninety degree angles that bio you know metric you know and and aeronautic engineers cannot even duplicate it <laughs> so um, it's just a wonderful design and I think you'll find that website answers in Genesis there'd be a tremendous blessing to you as you kind of look into these things and it's written in a way that we can understand it. I mean, it's not way over our heads, but you can give good answers to to people. Does that help, Nick?
4: Absolutely. Thanks for that resource. Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: And I appreciate your your call and asking that. So, uh it's wonderful. So, keep at it. Keep studying the scriptures. Keep, you know, giving a reasonable answer to those who ask is what we're supposed to do. So, thanks Nick. Appreciate it.
4: Great.
0: Thank you, Pastor. We're coming to the end of the show. uh, You've been listening to Calvary Life. Thank you so much for uh, those who called in, those on the East Coast. I would encourage you to keep calling in. we love to hear from you on Hope and Truth FM and those of you here along the front range. What a blessing it is uh, to uh, be able to be a part of your lives. Um, And uh, I just, um, you know... uh find it a blessing to be able to do that. Hey, we'll see you next time or uh, next time that I'm on the air next week, Lord willing. And you have a great evening. God bless you.